0: We are connected on the original. Hold on, Joe. We got to get some things going here. People squawking with their mute off in the background.
1: Oh, what a voice like thunder. Senses are shaken and the soul is driven to madness. Who can stand? When the souls of the oppressed fight in the troubled air that rages, who can stand? When the whirlwind of fury comes from the throne of God and the frowns of his countenance drive the nations together, who can stand? when sin claps his broad wings over the battle and sails rejoicing in a flood of death, when souls are torn to everlasting fire and fiends of hell rejoice upon the strain, oh, who can stand? Oh, who hath caused this? Oh, who can answer at the throne of God? The kings and the nobles of the land have done it. Here not, heaven! thy
0: ministers have done it. The Sabbatean Frankest Jews have done it. I don't think he added that in there, though, did he? I don't believe William Blake was uh, no, oriented so. that way back then when he wrote that. Good morning, folks. Here we go. We'll back Lorena down a little bit, see if we can get started here, and uh, try and get back in the groove of having a radio show, another interruption by the tumbaco municipal electric whatever it is yesterday and as i've said and and people think when i say the electricity's off that uh you know it's like rolling out through ecuador this is a neighborhood thing they're changing out some major poles and wires in this neighborhood And we've had six days of no show because of it, and they cut it off sometime in the morning, cut it back on when they get finished, and there's just anything I can do about it. There's nothing that I can find out. Was this the last time yesterday? Well, we don't know. Okay? So, anyway, hopefully, after as many as we've had that we've gotten the majority of the work they need done uh, out of the way. So we'll just cross our fingers and hope. Otherwise, we're back here. Just miss a day. It kind of throws me off a bit. and uh But we did have some good replays to throw in there, and it's always educational. So anyway, we'll see how that goes. It's just one of the limitations of uh, living in the area I'm in. So anyway, it's very nice. I have a real nice little uh, hobbit. I call it the hobbit house, my apartment. Uh And it's uh, quite quite an unusual kind of uh, arrangement for folks around here it's not some apartment building or anything it's in in a little private family plot and a guy built an apartment behind his house so that's where i am uh but you know it's interesting is i've been down here 15 and 15 years and have moved i think i told you guys i've moved i believe 13 or 14 times in 15 years which is a absolutely wow. gigantic pain in the rear end, but it's allowed me to lighten everything a lot. I've discarded a bunch of stuff you're carrying around, and uh, but this is the nicest place I've lived in the entire time I've been in South America, and I got the best internet I've ever had since I've been in South America, so I've got very nice landlords. It's quiet, safe, very picturesque. A lot of trees and stuff around and it's nice so anyway we have our little problems one of them was yesterday and uh, we trudge right through it so uh it's the 24th on thursday today i hate to miss a day during the week (coughs) excuse me so it's the 24th it is a thursday i am roger sales the purveyor of this information and uh, we are on a number of different places and right now we let our buddy Paul come in and inform everyone where we can be reached.
2: Exactly we are on eurofolkradio.com which is the flagship station of course we have a mirror stream going on uh, global voice net. We're also on Homenetwork.tv, FreedomNation.tv, and uh, AnthonyBerry8625 TikTok channel periodically, and Rumble uh, with the 1776ER, that's 1776ER channel periodically. Uh, for more information on the topics discussed and the kind of the backstory, you can go to ExposedTheMatrix.com. At the top of the page, you'll find valuable links to the other resources like Sovereign to Surf, Roger's other website, uh, the CastBox Archive, six years of shows that you can review there. Lots of great information.
0: Going on seven. And
2: also links to the.
0: Going on seven, seven. years. Yeah. In December, I think, would be seven years of archives over there.
2: Excellent. You'll also find links to the primary streams, eurofolkradio.com and and, globalvoiceradio.net. Or, yeah, Global Voice Radio. Um, And you will also find a new page for new students there with uh, key interviews that will allow you to hit the ground running. Joe. Also, links to the FCC conference room so you can join us on this show. And we've got somebody that's just itching to join us on the show. I've muted him a few times, but uh, he's really trying to get in here. So,
0: well, hell, well, let him in. To, Who is that? So
2: what's going on with Joe?
0: Who is that mass man?
3: Well, with regard, <laughs> with regard to your intro music, if you will. Uh, goes along with, does anyone know what this is the anniversary of? It's the 451st anniversary of an event that has affected the world.
0: Is that the Westphalian agreement?
3: It used to be. No. It used to be marked on your calendars, but I can't find a calendar in the house that has it marked on it. But it was. this is the 451st anniversary of the St. Bartholomew Massacre. Is where that, the Pope ordered the armies, the papal armies in France to slay
0: the Huguenots
3: over 70,000 70, Christians in France.
0: Those are the Huguenots, I believe, right, Joe? think so yeah i mean that's bruce our buddy bruce that's where his uh, lineage his lineage goes back to that and those people fled uh france obviously for that reason and uh, religious persecution and uh, they ended up some of them ended up in south carolina so south carolina was kind of founded by some of that bunch well
3: it's pretty important if, if you uh Care to research a little bit of history it's very interesting and tells you a little bit how our nation or country if you will was founded
0: Yep, yeah. and the travesties that led up to it and some of the people that populated it Yep. so um
3: okay I just wanted to get that in because okay. that's, today's a very important day well, in history
0: I'm surprised Bruce
3: other things that happened last night
0: oh yeah I'm surprised Bruce isn't on here to Echo that. Uh, So,
3: yeah. Did you uh, did you hear where uh, the Arabs, Saudi Arabia, the Arabs, and uh, I think it was the Yemenis uh, tied in with BRICS?
0: Well, I knew Saudi Arabia was was going to Iraq. Go ahead.
3: There's two of those tied in with them yesterday.
0: Okay. Well, I'm sure there's going to be more. Um, somebody, we were talking at lunch about it Tuesday here, and somebody said the Mercosur block had recommended all of their countries uh, join BRICS. And Mercosur, you wouldn't know what that is. It's a trading block down here in South America between the South American countries. So uh, evidently they have uh, suggested that all Mercosur participants uh, joined BRICS. We'll see how that develops. I guess they're in the second or third day. I'm a, I'm a day off. Second or third day of their meeting over there. Putin was going to be there and then decided not to because of the international arrest warrants out for him, about like Trump. Uh, and so he didn't risk going to South Africa, but I think he appeared there on video. Uh, I don't know that whatever the Chinese guy's name is showed up. I don't think he hit. It was there when his time to show up was probably remotely. Uh, but it's a start, you know. It's a start of these people, and they evidently came out and and verbalized that they're fighting the you know U.S. dollar system. And uh, their currency, although initially, will be a trading currency. In other words, it will be a settlement. So when Yemen and Saudi Arabia have a trade deficit of something, they will pay the other party with this international BRICS currency, which is gold-backed, And my understanding. And that the country then can take those brick units and go exchange them at the Shanghai Bank for gold, should they choose. So uh, they'll lay over, obviously set up the exchange currency first and then figure out how individual countries can, uh, it seems like they would produce their own currency, Joe and then tie it to commodities that they are rich in and produce and that will be on a one-to-one basis. So, it's no funny, unjust weights and measures and interest and all the rest of that crap. It's more of an honest monetary system. And I think the world will flock to it. They're about sick of what these people have done to the world. And their mechanism is the U.S. dollar. And that leads right back to what we do here. Because if it wasn't for this fact that we were all serfs and had our future labor collateralized, there wouldn't be an international dollar currency. The everything sure I can add, uh, provide a little
4: clarification on that.
0: Yeah, just let me let me make one comment. Everything always yeah, leads back please. to this. Everything always leads back to this. Their property right on you. That is the original credit spout that the whole rest of the monetary system of the U.S. dollars built on the leaven of the Pharisees. Okay, and the other is the administrative state. 600-plus agencies of unelected bureaucrats that interpret legislation or make rules on their own, that they can now apply to the surf class as public policy. Everything comes from here. Yes, who was that trying to say something?
4: Yeah, this is Ken. Thank you. First off, I apologize for not being on for the last couple of days. i caught a lot of the replays absolutely on Saturday, and I just want to thank you so much, Roger, for what you're putting out every day. Good, thank you, Ken. Um, a couple of things. That, oh, absolutely. A couple of things on the bricks is that uh, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Ethiopia, Yemen, and I think a few others were admitted in this most current meeting. Mm-hmm. There's a waiting list of would like 10 to 15 more countries that are going to be coming in probably in the course of at least they put in applications for it. So it definitely is something that's growing quite rapidly. Um, the BRICS nations, uh, currently occupy about, I think 40% yeah. of the global population and right. about 25% of the, of the GDP. Yeah. And that it, it's not exactly a gold backed item, but what they've done is that they've t- taken the value of the BRICS and pegged it to a certain weight of gold. So as the gold price fl- fluctuates, um, throughout throughout the markets primarily determined by asia and the united states the the value of the brics currency is pegged to that mm-hmm. and the easiest or i should say and it's not not even really a currency but it's more akin to let's say a crypto token right so it's it's a little it's a little bit flexible but in the long run it ends up being a lot more accurate and a lot more usable in the international community when things are kind of up and down. So I just wanted to add a little bit about that. I just watched a report on that um, like two days ago where they went into a full deep dive on it. So I just wanted to clarify that. Okay. And
0: thank you for the time. Yeah, no problem. Uh, it's very interesting. I've done a lot of research on this gold stuff. Uh, and I own a bit myself that I bought years ago. Um, and if you go back to the turn of the century in World War One. Part of the reason World War I, because they had already loaded up all the central banks of Europe so much that they uh, couldn't uh, laden them with any more debt. And so, of course, when they started World War One, and they switched to took away the gold and they all switched to fiat currency and they started pumping all that out. And then after World War One, they wanted to go back to gold. Uh, and you can go look at a meeting. It's on the Web. I think it's the Genoa, Gen- Genoa Accord of 1922. Are you familiar with that, Ken? Have You ever heard of that? It's a little confab they had over in Genoa. And uh, what they decided to do in England was they said, okay, we'll go back to the gold standard. And then they said, but you have to get it a kilo at a time. So they took all the small circulating gold out. You could still convert pounds to gold, but you had to do it at that level or higher. Okay, so that obviously knocked most of the people out of any kind of conversion or circulating medium. Okay. Uh, interestingly enough, Keynes was at that meeting, and about the same time, I found a quote on a newspaper called the Manchester something. It was a business newspaper in Manchester. And Keynes was quoted, get this. We all believed the gold system would increase commerce like nothing else. That was John Maynard Keynes.
4: They knew it all ahead of time, didn't they? Of course, they? they did.
0: Okay, that was part of the reason yep. was to switch and get specie currency out and get a, a, a debt currency in, and these wars were used as part of that vehicle and we hadn't looked back since and of course in our country and on March the 9th of 33 because of the bankruptcy and the change the people were declared enemy because evidently they were going to the banks and trying to convert their gold certificates for St. Gaudens and uh, these rascals had already appropriated a lot of the gold in the banks which obviously they controlled at that point and taken it to Europe because there was a leverage there was an arbitrage there it was twenty dollars Announced in our country, but it must have been more in Europe. So they stole all our gold and took it to Europe and then did the arbitrage. And then the citizens started sensing something and went to the banks. And that was part of all of that emergency, the way I understand it. And of course, then gold was outlawed uh, in our country. And we missed this the other day, surprisingly. Uh, but gold was outlawed in our country, as you know, for. uh uh, many decades, and if you were caught with any gold, it was up to a $10,000 fine, a lot of money in 1933, and, and time in jail. Now, interestingly enough, there was only one guy ever prosecuted under that law, okay? I don't know the specifics of it. I just know that there was one guy, and then what we can thank is Ron Paul. Uh, because it was Ron Paul as a junior house member out of a seat out of Houston that single handedly walked that bill through Congress where the mint started print uh, minting and selling gold to the public again. That was Ron Paul, single handedly, virtually. Okay. And Do you know, so you,
5: he, you know what year he, that was?
0: Uh it was in the eighties. Okay. Oh, okay. Recent. Recent that. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And of course then uh The date we missed the other day was August the 15th, and August the 15th of 1971 was when Nixon closed the gold window. Now, the situation that led up to that was that after World War II, we had a little confab at this resort up in New Hampshire called Bretton Woods. And what they did at Bretton Woods was they set the dollar as the world reserve currency, and then they pegged the dollar to gold at the newly adjusted $35, I say newly adjusted several decades earlier, but at $35 an ounce, okay? Now, what had happened was we were right in the middle of Vietnam, And they were printing money like crazy. And de Gaulle in France sensed that they were upside down on that, that they were just printing dollars that didn't have any gold backing. And he started sending ships over from France and converting dollars to gold and carrying shiploads of gold home. And that's when they closed the gold window. So ever since August 15th of 71, we've all been free-floating fiat currencies. So that's what BRICS is coming in to alleviate. Okay? So they're just some history that I've learned over the years for you. Yeah,
6: hey, Roger, that I got a question I, about... I think, uh, oh, we'll let Abram get in here. The other thing I, I think, think is interesting. interesting. Okay. Um, so... Let's say hypothetically they outlaw gold in the future, like they did before. Okay, and well,
0: it won't matter. To, it won't that. matter to you. you can't tell it, you know. It won't matter to you because well, you're in my national, they and they can it only do. No one can take it. Well, somebody'll somebody'll always take gold in trade.
6: Well, yeah, but but you know, it, it, the value of it decreases. It's kind of like it's contraband, right? And so, it, my my thoughts. It just occurred to me that. Maybe this is one of those reasons why uh, we have that special passport, right? Uh, if you have a diplomatic status, then you could probably well, move with your gold country to country.
0: Well, you can move with your so, old country to country it's, it's, right now. I've been, long, I did, I I've been doing that. You know, I did it for years. Um, and that's a whole nother interesting story, but here's a, here's a comparison that I think might clarify it up for you a little bit, Abram. In those days, most of the people didn't carry around gold coins for commerce. Back in those days, we had a gold, $20 gold certificate that the gold backed it in the bank so people used the currency. And so when they went in to confiscate the gold, it was real easy. Most of the people didn't have circulating gold. They had paper that was backed by it. So they just went into the banks and got what was there. They went through all, excuse me, all the safety deposit boxes. And if you had gold in your safety deposit box, when you went back to check it, there was paper there in its place. And they outlawed it, but they could only outlaw it for citizens of the United States because they can only make man-made laws, and that's where they did the emergency and flipped us as to the enemy, okay? So I don't see them now going and doing a gold confiscation thing because gold is disseminated among an awful lot of people, and they're not going to go out in the backyard with metal detectors and do do midnight gardening. So I don't see that as a feasibility this time around, okay?
6: No, what they'll do do is they'll target the dealers, okay? That's what they always do in the same way as they do with the uh, sales taxes, right? So they'll target the dealers. Uh, you know, if if they switch to central bank digital currencies no. where they can monitor every transaction, check well, checkmate.
0: I come back and tell you if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. Yep.
6: It's 2023, Roger. You never know.
0: Well, I got mine in Uruguay in a real safe place so they can confiscate all they want. You know? Yep. So. Right.
1: Uh,
6: no, I appreciate that. I'm just saying that, you know, this this is another argument for Bitcoin. And I know people hate Bitcoin. I know people hate Bitcoin, and I don't have a lot of Bitcoin. I'm just – all, you know, options should be on the table. Okay.
0: There's a very Ken interesting –
6: He was we something.
0: He was. We're going we're gonna to get back to Ken in a second. Um, I uh, saw a short part. I didn't watch the whole thing. It's over on BitChute up at the top about a guy that's being interviewed. He's a Brit guy, and he says John McAfee invented Bitcoin and that McAfee set it up and brought all these guys in, that he understood what was happening with it. And anyway, if you want to go watch that video, I didn't get all the way through it. I don't want anything to do with cyber coins myself, and uh, that's my personal view. And uh, uh, so we roll on. Okay. Ken, what did you have to add to all that? Anything?
4: Oh, I just wanted to. Yeah, I just wanted to add one a little tidbit um, on the Bretton Woods, is that it was an absolute total power play that they had during Bretton Woods, where there was one guy and I forget his name, who basically forced the dollar to be the standard. Yeah, everybody else wanted gold or they wanted a basket of currencies. Right, and I just said, man, these yeah. guys are just. And obviously insidious and in everything oh, yeah. they're
0: doing. Oh, yeah. And it was some Rothschild agent, and you can go ahead and book that. Um, it's it just it, excellent stuff, by the way. Hey,
5: Roger. Yes. This is Curtis. I'm sorry. I'm oh, a, hey, a, enjoying this subject matter very much, but uh, I specifically came on today to get a couple questions answered. Okay. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to do the affidavits for my children. Yes. And I asked Merca, and she wasn't sure. Um,
0: well, I, you know, the, the, ex, let me tell you. Let me tell you ex, where the, this, this is somewhat new to us on doing affidavits for kids. Okay, for children? I, kids, uh-huh. are, kids are goats, I know. Uh, and it all came up on the baby Cyrus thing in Idaho about a year or a little more ago. Are you familiar with that situation? No, not really. It got a lot of national attention. This was one of these CPS grabs, and it was a horrendous situation. Uh, and uh, that... Got our attention because if they'd have had an affidavit on file for the children, they couldn't have done all that. At least that was our theory when it came right. up and we started discussing it. And that's when we started this whole thing of affidavits for children. I don't think it had ever even come up before, really, or at least not in any serious okay. discussion. Um, and have you heard the, uh, have you heard the December 4th? Have you heard the December 4th last year, it's on the website, on the archives, of Sarah's story with her child? I have not. You um, might want to go listen to that. I, it's, I mean, uh, I
5: might have. I, I've heard so many know, stories. If, I'm not sure. No,
0: if you heard it, you'd remember it, oh. especially if you got children. Okay.
7: I'll send it to him, Roger.
0: Okay. It's 16 minutes long. Sarah tells her story, and she actually retrieved her rebellious daughter out of the clutches of the hospital and CPS with those affidavits. And she tells the story. Okay. Right.
7: Roger, the okay. main, the main well, concern for Curtis.
0: I'll, I'll, hold on.
7: <laughs> I just wanted to tell you what we talked about. Um, uh, Curtis has 50, 50 um, um, custody with his children, and that's his concern. Okay, um,
0: well, here's the question, Curtis. Is your wife on the same page with you here?
5: She agrees with all of this, but she is still a citizen.
0: That I doesn't have, matter. That doesn't matter. She's a, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be a national. Can, can, your child <laughs> has got the choice to do it too. You're just directing it. Where the problem arises is when you and your ex spouse aren't on the same page. Because I think, again, this oh, is new to happen. us. This is new to us. I think you should probably, properly, have both parents to sign that affidavit unless you've got clear-cut okay. custody through some sort of court decision. And the problem seems to arise when there's animosity between you and the ex-spouse, and they're not on the same page, and they don't want to sign, and you don't have custody. That's where the problem arises, I think. Okay. okay. So, so no, she's
5: willing to sign. I just okay. didn't know how her no, okay. signature being as well, a citizen
0: doesn't make any difference. Would matter. doesn't make any difference. She's fine. Okay. As long as you got both of them on there okay. and her I mean, status doesn't make any difference. We're talking about the child's status. Right. Not yours.
5: Okay. Now, I have two other questions. Okay. And um, that is, can three people be on one affidavit? No, or it's
0: an individual. To to my, separate, no. right. it's an Your your freedom is an individual choice and an individual action. It's not a group. We can get okay. into groups after we get strong individuals, but you can't do an affidavit for more than one person.
7: Okay, and then right, the I last question
0: would him. be. Uh-oh, hold Roger on, hold on. To
7: him. I just wanted to tell him. Um, I did explain to him he can write each affidavit separately. Yes. And he can mail it in together.
0: Yes, you can mail them but in they together. All have to have, but each one has to they, have an affidavit. This is an individual deal. They don't have to be notarized, right? Well they don't have to be notarized. They can you can send in just a declaration. Okay. But it's a little okay. bit better. If it's an affidavit, because then it's true court testimony and the only way it can be overridden is when somebody writes an affidavit contradicting your facts and signs it under penalty of perjury. See that's the thing with Mike the other day Mike in Birmingham who's who's on the background there and they put in a motion to dismiss on this situation that uh, he's got going with no tags and they're trying to not recognize his affidavit and stuff so he and Mark uh who we miss around here a lot by the way Mark and and Strawman uh and they wrote up a motion to dismiss Mike filed it and you, if they ignore it it, silence deems consent. They've got to deny it right. or okay it. They can't just ignore it or they consent to it. Because it's an affidavit. Okay. And then my last... You know, and that's what I my told them. question is do I, Okay, go ahead, go ahead.
5: Do I need to uh, put my... Daughter's social security numbers on
0: these. You can you can put them on there just for identification. Make sure that I don't know what if her name's common. You put in things like that, especially if yeah, it doesn't hurt to put it in on all of them. Social security social number. Security. Let's uh, let's get this straight, Curtis. You're new. The social security number is not a nexus to the system.
8: But you can just put the last four digits.
0: You could go. You could put time, yeah. date and place of birth in the last four digits. You can use the number. It's not a nexus. That's patriot miss and disinformation. Anybody in the world can contract with Social Security. There's no, and they don't send EPA okay. and OSHA over there to get them. Okay.
6: Okay. Hey Roger, can oh, I, can I can add, add a suggestion? Uh, I would also go ahead, Abram. I would also put on that uh, the that you're the father of the affiant under the signature. So under your signature, you'll you'll include your signature as a parent. Put another line under that says father of the affiant, and then put U.S. or national of the United States of America, right? Because then you're putting down that you have a superior status and including that in there and adding difficulty to them if they want to rebut it.
0: They're not going to rebut it. They're so, scared so they'll to come of back this. and say, Well,
6: a citizen can't, right?
0: Okay. Okay. So. Roger. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. I'm you're welcome, Curtis. Yes. If
2: I can jump in here just for a second. Why not? If if, if I can if I can jump in here just for a second, Curtis, the only problem or hiccups that I could see with both you and your wife signing it, if you're a national and she's a citizen, she's still property. So, right. she, so you need to. But get she's her to still listen. the mother. There is story. You got to you got to sell her on the fact that the affidavit will save your children from the clutches of CPS and that you also need to share with her that she can file an affidavit and claim her status as a national even if she doesn't do anything else with it in the world. If she has that at the Secretary of State that she can pull out of her back pocket to protect herself and her children, she will do that.
0: Curtis, what's, what what's Curtis? What state are you in again? California. Okay. Well, with the with the heinousness of your state, uh, it also should give mm-hmm. your kids protection from any vaccine mandates. Or didn't you tell? Didn't you say you pulled them out of uh, public school and you're homeschooling them? Yes. Good for you. Congratulations. Well, that alleviates all Thank those you, concerns. Roger. And, Yes.
4: Yes. Uh, Samuel. Um, wanted to tell people that... I know in the state of California, it might be nice too. My notary told me that there's a form for affidavits and there's a form for documents. So if you're doing the affidavit, you want to make sure you're on that form.
0: Okay. Well, as usual, California does everything different out there. So...
7: Roger. uh, Since Curtis is uh, uh, doing homeschooling, I just sent out all um, the notices to CPS and the Education Board of Education for us and California. So, um, yeah, that we need to notice them. Did you did you give it to the the head?
0: Did you give it to the send it to the head education honcho there in California? Yep. Okay. Good. Okay. Good.
7: Well. Both United States and uh, in DC and California headquarters. All right.
0: Okay. Thank you, Jimmy Carter, for the Department of uh, Education. I have
9: a. I have a question.
0: Okay. Good. Hello. Yellow. Um,
9: my name is Charmaine. I. I just. Hi. I came on your call. Um, Daniel suggested that I come on your call. I'm one of his students, and I have uh, become a national through filing uh, my affidavits with the Department of State.
3: Congratulations.
6: And
9: uh, my husband and I recently... Thank you. Yeah. So my husband and I recently went into uh, the office passport agency in San Diego and um, to update our files with our affidavits there. And um, they... um, We probably should have gone back for the will call um appointment which they offered us but then the gal said oh well we can just mail it to you uh two you know mail so you'll have it before your flight because we had we had to prove travel and all of that so um we we went ahead and went with that this was back on the 9th and we have not um received our passports yet and i wanted to jump on and just find out if how often you've heard of this happening um i've called them over and over again and they it just says it's in process okay they don't have any information for me
0: okay, okay well uh, hold on hold on listen you uh, uh, did You went into the passport. First of all, most of our people don't do that because they don't have access to one of those. Okay. So you do there in San Francisco or San Diego. So you walked in. Did you apply for a new passport?
9: Yes. We applied for the renewal and the card. Okay, good. um, You know, to update Uh, our file with our affidavit. Right. She tried to give me the affidavit back. I said that needs to be kept on file. Um. You know, well, they prob- I yeah.
0: think they do, you know, in the they old days, the application. They, in the old days, they used to do that with folders. And now I think everything's electronic. So, but go ahead. I, If you just, you went in and just applied for a passport card or did you order a book and a card?
9: We ordered a book and a card and they told us actually that they would both come within, you know, before our flight, which was on the fifth, on the 16th Uh and they didn't come. And when I check the status online, it just says in process, we are reviewing your application. We have, we have received your application and it's under review. And so I'm wondering how often you've seen people get denied or have this happen?
0: Well, I don't, we, I've never heard of this experience, but you know, Blinken came out about a month or two ago and said, well, they're getting, what, 50,000 applications a week for passports now? He said that on one of the morning shows.
9: I did hear that they're really busy.
0: Okay, so yeah. well, there there's why you're not getting it immediately right there. Okay. But the passport book will come to you from a different mailing than the passport card. Evidently, they use some sort of a uh, service outside to make the cards and they take a little bit longer and they come from a different source when you get them. That's the only answer I can give you. I wouldn't get, I wouldn't get antsy about it.
9: Okay. Did did Daniel okay? Cause I was just disturbing. I was oh. oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes.
7: I um. Did Daniel? Uh, did you ask Daniel? What, I mean, if anybody had that problem, and um, if he knows anything I did. about
9: that. Yes. No. He said he's not heard of this happening, and um, he did give me a cover a letter if a denial happened, but he said you're not. You haven't been denied, so there. You don't need to do anything. And. And you know it's probably just held up because they're so busy. I'm, but he he thought I should jump on this call and ask you guys as well.
0: I would think that's probably their backup is the problem, and they can't get that stuff to you immediately. Um, uh, what else was I going to say? Uh, the if you get a, it, it, they send they send occasionally. We haven't had a lot of them all over the years, maybe eight or ten, maybe twelve, and you'll get a, what we call a bluff letter. Sh, sh, was it Char, Charlene?
9: Charmaine.
0: Charmaine, sorry. you'll you, People get occasionally yeah, no these bluff letters, and if you get one, the first paragraph is always the same, okay? And it's going to say, It appears by what you've submitted that you are a citizen of the United States, and it quotes the 14th Amendment, and it blah, 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 and then at the end of the paragraph, it always ends with the same phrase. We found this phrase several different places, except by operation of law except by operation of law. So you just address that and go, what about Vittel's Law of Nations? There's a couple other things you could say in there. But we've never had anybody that addressed that bluff letter that didn't get their documents that I know of. Roger. Okay. They're just trying to see if you know your stuff. And look at it this way. This is the best they've got. That paragraph, although skillfully worded, that's the best they've got against this. And you can always write back and Mm -hmm. say, uh, you know, the 14th Amendment, as you quoted here, says and subject to the jurisdiction thereof. It doesn't say are subject to the jurisdiction thereof. So if there's some that are and, there's Mm -hmm. some that are and not. And I'm one of them, whatever you want to label me. Okay, Paul, would you have
9: okay, but at this point no i've got not gotten any kind of notice, and i don't yeah. even I don't even have an address to write them, so I just need to wait because more than well, likely it sounds like it's just a backup.
0: I think that's what it is that now you said you went online because you can go online and track the progress of your yes. passport application, and yours just yes. says in processing
9: i'm mm-hmm
0: okay well just wait in
9: process well
0: don't get antsy i'd wait and see what they do if they come back to you with a bluff letter it's easily overcomable and i don't think you'll have any problem getting your documents unless you have like uh, some ncic charges that are hanging over you which i doubt okay
9: no, no. I have a completely clean, I actually, no debt, no taxes owed, all of that stuff oh, good. I cleaned up before I sent my affidavit to the Department of State. Okay, good deal. So, um, I, well, I, yeah, not
0: I'm glad. There, but okay. I
9: just, I need to leave the country, so that's the only reason I'm antsy.
0: Okay, where are you going?
9: Mexico. So All right. Yeah, I, I go down there a lot, and... Uh, <clears throat>
0: Well, you yeah. still got your other active passport, right?
9: No, they took they took my passport. They took. Oh,
0: when book. you applied for it, when, they'll. When now that yeah,
9: when you renew, they yeah, take your
0: book. oh yeah, they have to. They they all, they require even if it's expired, yeah. they want you to send it in. Okay, so usually oh, yeah. they send you that back immediately.
9: Yeah, I have not received anything back.
0: Well, uh, you know, you, you uh, and and with today's the twenty fourth. When did you go in there and and uh, do this? On what day?
9: The
0: ninth. The 9th. Well, I I would think if you don't get it back right. shortly, hold on, Boris. If you don't get it back shortly, I would go in there and say I haven't gotten my open passport back, and I need to travel. What do I do? because they you should
9: to go into that same office
0: well i guess so or call them or do something but generally they my experience with people yeah. is when you submit for a renewal and you put an open passport in that package they send it back to you uh, very quickly in case you need to do a trip of some sort
9: i see okay well when i spoke to the gal on uh, last friday she said, Well, all I can do is put in another urgent request for you. Okay. My my original appointment was urgent travel. So she put in another request. She said I can only do one more yeah. and they know that you have imminent travel and but she did next time I call I will ask her about them sending my open book back.
0: Yes. Now, um, did you I didn't have?
9: know that they were supposed to do that. Well,
0: that's. I don't know that they're supposed to do it, but that's the way people have told me that it was handled when they did do it. Okay. So,
9: Interesting.
0: do you have okay. a do you have a passport card from your original open passport that you gave them?
9: No. Okay. No, I never had a passport card. Okay. And Dan- Daniel's recommendation was. To get the card and um, my passport didn't need to be renewed it was still valid but he said you just go and update your file and get a new book and card so that's what I did
0: okay well I would have told you and this varies from individual to individual I had a conversation about this last night Uh, you know the only reason you need a passport book is to travel internationally okay Because you got to go into another country and they do the visa stamps and stuff. You going to Mexico does not require. A passport book they won't visa stamp you i don't believe because you can travel with the countries back and forth on the passport card that happened when i was applying for mine back in 2007 and that was the first year you used to could mm-hmm. travel to canada mexico and the caribbean on a driver's license and that year they yes, changed I it remember that. they changed it to a required passport card and that was the first year i stumbled onto this In fact on the answer in the passport application. So I sent mine in when all these people that had vacation plans that got caught with this rule at the last minute now had to have a passport card, and they were swamped back then. Okay? So, uh, but you can travel to Mexico, the Caribbean, or Canada. In fact, one of our guys said he went into Canada and gave them the passport book, and they wouldn't stamp it because you don't need it
9: stamped. Well, they are... They, well, they are stamping our, our book. I travel back and forth from Mexico Okay, often, they do. And lately we've been flying. So so I have to have, you have to have the, um, well, I don't know if you have to have the book to fly. You might be able no. to fly with no, the I card. No, I think you can I fly on the card. card so I uh-huh. would, got it. Well, I was flying with my book because that's all we had, my right. husband and I, and they would stamp it. Every time I go down there, they'd stamp it for the amount of time I was going to be there.
0: 90 days.
9: Um, we used to drive back and forth without getting a visa even, but, um, you know, driving's different than flying. So, well, anyways, I won't take up too much more of your time. Okay, I really well, appreciate all of your feedback, and I'll let you know okay. How it Okay.
0: If you got any problems, if you get that bluff letter and you can't handle it, check back in with us. But otherwise, you sh- I don't see any problems except their backup, okay?
9: Except time, yep. Okay, thank you, Roger. Thank you, everyone. Okay,
0: all right. Nice to talk to you. I mean, hang on,
2: I still have questions. Uh oh.
0: Sure,
9: sure.
0: (laughs) Okay,
2: Um, was your original travel date the sixteenth of this month or sixteenth of next month?
9: This month. Ah, Yes.
2: Okay, this month. So you missed your travel because they dropped the ball. Did you pay for expeditious? Did you pay for expeditious handling? I did. Okay, then what you need to do is you need to bring your congressmen and senators into the mix, and you need to get down on their butts so they they pull something out of their backsides and figure out how this thing is is we, going on. We have because had people you did everything you were supposed to do.
0: Right, we have had people that that ran into roadblocks that went to their senator or house member's office, and things got solved real quick. Okay. Okay.
9: Okay, so senator or House member.
0: Well, you got some crappy-ass senators okay. out there. Diane Feinstein might as well be an invalid. I uh, and I don't know about your reps, well, but I'm, that is I'm, another option for you, okay?
9: I'm, okay, sure. Uh, the one thing is we – I'm in California right now because my I, we're with my mother-in-law. We came to visit her, but we are – I've been moving our residents out of California to Wyoming, so I, you know, we're kind of in the process of that. Would I go to the California still? Since I went to a California office,
0: well, uh, if you're there and you you might, uh, okay, you're not moving your residence to Wyoming. If you file an affidavit, you're moving your domicile.
9: No, no, I, I don't mean by, by uh, okay, I see what you mean, yes. Okay. I, I need to um, ad, adopt that language I'm used to saying. Right well,
0: in. you know, the rea- our realities are created by the words we speak. That's the problem we've That's had, is they true. set us up with all these generalities, and then they come back and zap us with specifics. So it's very important to, to attach and start using the right words. I harp on that around here. I challenge you, go one week, okay. and every time you use the word money, stop yourself and substitute currency. You'll find out how program are.
7: Okay. Roger. I'm wondering. Um, her <laughs> application was here in California, right? You applied for your passport here it's in California. Here.
0: Yeah. Well, then in
9: the yeah. San Diego office. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and our Daniel
9: said, you- said it didn't. It didn't matter what which state I was in. You know, it does. In I don't States. think it they'll doesn't. Even give you an appointment. Yeah, they'll even give you an appointment anywhere in the state. If you, like, I have a friend who needed to leave the country and he had to fly to Arizona to get his appointment. So they don't, uh, apparently it doesn't actually matter. For my permanent address, I put rural free delivery. And then for my mailing address, I put in care of my mother-in-law and this California, because that's where we were going to be to receive it. But Daniel has let me know that it doesn't matter where
7: the only reason I asked was so you can go to the congressman or, or the center office that's locally to you where you applied and see if they can okay. help you. Okay, that's what I'll
0: do. Okay. okay what so part of, what, what part of, what, what part of Wyoming are you moving to? Uh,
9: it's an area called Sheridan. Yeah. Sheridan, Wyoming. It's, it's near the Big horns.
0: Okay, so it's in the more the central or eastern part of the state, rather than the western part, with Jackson Hole, right?
9: Yes, that's correct. It's north. Uh, it's central north. It's just two uh-huh. hours below, uh, like Montana, Billings, Montana, right? A couple hours south.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm, I used to do a lot of skiing out there in Jackson Hole. I sure do love it out there. Almost, if I wouldn't have moved to South oh. America, I probably would have moved out there.
7: It is so beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah. lovely, but, uh, lovely, smart.
0: Um, yes, Markham.
7: I wanted to check and see if we covered uh, Curtis because I think we were still working with him.
0: I thought we got Curtis taken care of, uh, and
7: okay. So if he wants to jump on and ask another question, or
0: well, if I he does, know, he can. Okay. okay, okay. So we got we got the our San Diego lady taken care of, right? Glad to have you on. Glad to check in on the program here. And uh, should you have questions, this is the place to. Well, I, this I will give you the best answer we know. Okay. I mean, some okay, of the, some of these people with their individual personal situations. Hell, I just don't have any idea of some of these answers. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, thanks, Roger. Um,
10: does this
0: gal have a driver's license? Because if she does, if it's an updated license, you know, the real ID now, that's a passport that you can use to fly in, you know, um, to Mexico and go on a cruise to the mm-hmm. Caribbean All right. and go to Canada. All right. Don't know about that. With that real ID. Uh, okay. If that's the case, that's the case. I don't know about that. So anyway, there's a suggestion for you. All right. Where else can we go this morning? Nowhere, no new students with questions. All right. Roger. Okay, there's somebody. Yes. It's Jesse. Oh, hey Jesse.
10: Uh, I one one statement and one. Um,
0: oh, it was you. That was, uh, I thought it was Boris a minute ago. Hey Jesse.
10: <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, talking about the passports, we sent our passports and. Uh, even though we had it before, we uh, we did a DS eleven uh, renewing, and we got it back in about eight weeks. And uh, did they they send the old passport about two weeks after that with a with a puncture hole on the on the book?
0: Right. If it's expired, so, uh, if it's expired, they'll right. put puncture holes in it. If it's open, they send it back to you because you've paid for it and it's still got time left.
10: Yeah, and. Uh, ours was not expired we just uh, we just wanted to uh, do it uh, new and uh, because we lost one of them so we used the uh, the commentary cool. that we lost them so we could do the new ones you know you have to do it uh, by the ah. 82 uh, renewal well now uh, okay, okay okay hold I,
0: on I, hold on in your flood now i'm confused oh. in your flood you lost oh. the passport you went back to do a renewal w- what did you send to them
10: well, we send a, a copy, and some of us lost it. technically we lost it because you, you don't lose it or doesn't get damaged. You cannot do the DS eleven. Well, if do you, you what I'm saying? if
0: you if you've got a lost or stolen passport, they want you to report that. And if you do right. have one lost or stolen, I believe you have to go back to a DS eleven and start again.
10: Right. In our case, we we lost our card. Okay. So they just sent that. to All right. right. Well, you had a question. No you, you said Basically. something
0: that may, what makes the me want to ask. Hold on, is- Jesse. Jesse, hold on. The you said thing- something that makes yeah. me want to ask a question. The ones that they hmm. punched and sent back to you, were those expired, or was that one that you had reported lost and stolen? They were not expired okay but, years. but you but they still punched it they still punched it well usually that is the punch sign is that it's not usable anymore why did they punch it
10: probably now that you talk about it probably because we already received the new ones and well, then two weeks uh, so that might make sense well,
0: I'm, I, I just don't know why they – I don't know why they three-hole punched an open passport unless it was one you'd reported lost and stolen. And then if it was lost or stolen, why did it get included in the package on a renewal?
10: I don't know. They just yes, – because we uh, said that uh, the cards were lost. We did have the card and the passport of the old one. So oh, well, that, we that may have the been really the book. And then that's when they send the book after we receive the new
0: one. Okay. Well, whatever. They generally just punch three-hole punch, expired ones. And it may be that if you reported it lost and stolen, you wouldn't have had it to send in the package anyway. So they punched it as expired because it had been reported as lost and stolen, is my guess.
10: Well, when you do an application, the DSN, it says that, uh, you check the box for stolen or lost or whatever. So we put the loss in because of the hurricane.
0: Whatever. Okay, well that's and, probably uh, why they did no, it.
10: Well we got we got our we got our papers on. Now the only question we got, even though my grandson passed away, we did not get my grandson. Uh and we did get a letter about two weeks after that uh that uh that uh, we got our passports and my other daughters too. But my grandson, they came back, even though we sent the DS uh uh, 10, that's what you call a birth affidavit by a relative, you have to sign it and notarize and all this and we did send our affidavit they sent back that we needed a social security, he doesn't have no social security and that we needed a birth certificate but the social security is no big problem you just get and you write, you have to write sort of like a notarize a statement that he does not have a social security Right. and we did not send that first, but the uh, the other part was the birth certificate. We're not going to go ahead because he passed away. But uh, but um, uh, they were actually, they did not say that we need a complimentary, what's called, uh, I forgot the name now, uh, that you've got to show a, a complimentary, it has a specific name, uh, whatever, a medical, uh, if he was born, a baptism, a Cer- Catholic, we're not Catholic. C- certificate uh,
0: of live birth. Uh, Certificate yeah, of live yeah,
10: birth, uh, yeah, live birth or a certificate, but this child was born at home birth,
0: right? And that's so, why he didn't have a birth certificate. But
10: I've been talking to a lot. Of, I've been talking to a lot of people, and uh, especially a young family, and uh, they have their home birth. They were not born in the hospital. All this. How do you go? Do you really need that birth certificate, or They've you do got, not need the birth no, certificate? Well, whatever I, you say, I, there, I'm going to give this clips to them.
0: There are other. Things that can substitute for it. I'm not sure what all their requirements are. You'll have to check into that. But there are other things that will substitute for a birth certificate. Okay? Now, my friend Tom Schramm, and I'll just tell you this story for the audience. Uh My old legal research buddy Tom Schramm had his child at home. And that year he's living above Atlanta. And that year was a census year. And so when the census taker came by, they picked up the baby on the census. So it didn't have a birth certificate. It had a certificate of live birth. So when he tried to apply for a passport for Joshua and they came back and said, you you need a birth certificate. Check with the Georgia Bureau of Vital Statistics. And they had a record of that child's birth in the vital statistics from the census. Yeah, because when you when you go and it's true,
10: when you go. They are asking, it's called secondary proof of citizenship. In other words, if you don't have the primary, that's their words, primary birth certificate, right. they ask you for baptism certificate, hospital birth certificate, this is secondary. Right. I'm reading right now by the way, census record, the one that you just mentioned, right. early school record, family Bible record, if you have that, most people haven't kept their family, so it doesn't work, or a doctor. But what the problem is here, they're asking two or three of Secondary. So for okay. example, we only have one.
0: Isn't and, it interesting? the census. Isn't it interesting that they included what? the family Bible in that list?
10: Yep, yep. So, so I thought with the affidavit, and we did send the the one they call. I don't know if you're familiar with that. The DS uh, ten It's a birth affidavit. They I'm not. for you. I'm not. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a DS ten for right. anybody's hearing. Birth affidavit. You get it. A blood relative, grandmother, that saw or knows the baby, or even the other knows her life, and she's right, and then she has to notarize it, and you send it. Right. It's sort of like a. You could probably, if so, there so, if
0: if there were witnesses at the live birth, you could probably get an affidavit from them also.
10: Right. So my question is, do we? Is it good to have a birth certificate or not in the future instant of any other situation? In the next twenty year of that child.
0: Well, the birth certificate because is
10: nexus. You know, nexus to the. Some people say it's nexus to, you know, being the... Well, I know what, I know,
0: I know a lot of people say a lot of stuff that ain't right in this community, okay? And this attaching the birth certificate as the nexus to the slavery is not correct. The birth certificate represents the nexus that was placed on you at birth. Okay? So, it can't hurt to have one. As long as you know what we know, you can go in and take that Person out of that situation with the affidavit. Okay, as far that's the best answer I can give you, Jesse. So
10: somebody has a birth certificate. You could take them out by your your national affidavit.
0: Excellent. Absolutely, remove them from the. Well, here you got to understand the birth certificate is being used in a dual use here. First of all, it's evidence of your birth, your eyes and hair color, and what your weight was, and all that. Underneath that. They're using it as a warehouse receipt, a commercial document that they then attach to the bonds and and collateralize your future income. Uh, In my mind, when you file your affidavit, you're taking it out of that secondary usage. Now, these guys probably are still using it. They're probably still doing the same thing, even though we're going through this. But we're doing it with the technical, formal way, and we can't control what they do in the bowels of the Treasury Department. Okay?
10: So, and your recommendation, if you don't have it, you're still able to get you whatever your passport or well, anything if without. You, if
0: you can satisfy those requirements that they're going to require in, in lieu of that document yeah yeah
10: uh, because obviously I already know this is just a the birth certificate is a monetary paper and the reason and the reason for this is the only reason the passport agents are uh, infant signed the birth certificate because they want that paper they want to make sure there's not two or three for the same name Because, like you say, they
0: have to put it in the warehouse. Well, you want to identify yourself as specifically as possible when you're doing this, especially if you've got a name like Sam Jones. Uh, How many Sam Joneses are there in the country? And you want to make sure they attach this paperwork to the correct individual. Okay, so that's the, the one thing if you had a common name that you'd especially want to identify yourself further, it seems to me. Okay, now, Jesse, just for the audience, we got a lot of new people on here. Have you heard the story from Brian Howard in Austin about this birth certificate thing? Have you heard us cover that?
10: Can you remind me?
0: Well, I I know Ken's here and Curtis is here and and, and Charlene Charmaine is here with us. So let's go over this, all right? I had a real aggressive, good student years ago named Brian Howard, all right? He was from Texas, went to the University of Texas, had both of his girls at the same hospital in Austin. Also, he was a four-year scholarship football player, a defensive back at the University of Texas, and he's pretty fearless, okay? So he'll go up and confront anybody, all right? So he goes into the hospital. He got real hung up on this birth certificate being a nexus, and I couldn't straighten his thinking out, okay? Okay. So he wants to negate all of them, revoke signatures and all that stuff, which is superfluous to me, but it was important to him. So he went, ended up taking his daughters with him, shorts, flip-flops, T-shirt, and he goes into the hospital, and he goes up to the third floor, the administrative floor, and he comes in there with this story. And he said, I'm I'm trying to build some folders for my daughters with their important birth paperwork in there so that should they ever need it later in life, they've got access to it easily. Good story. Okay. So he goes in, he bugs the lady up there on the third floor and she comes in and back and gets frustrated and comes out finally with a piece of paper called a verification of facts. Okay. And it's the precursor to the printing of the birth certificate i don't know what it's called it may be called the same in other states i don't know okay in texas it's called a verification of facts vof and when the child is born they fill that out eye color hair color weight all that stuff it's based where they have signatures at the bottom for the parents it's never signed by the parents It's then taken over to a computer terminal that's placed in every hospital in the country by the federal government, has evidently a very crude operating system like just DOS or something, okay? And they input the information from the verification of facts into that computer terminal, and they send it to the Bureau of Vital Statistics. That's where the birth certificate is printed. When the birth certificate is printed at the Bureau of Vital Statistics, it is then taken and put into a bank safe with armed guards 24 hours a day, seven days a week. What does that tell you, Jesse? I
10: remember now. Yes, I heard this story before, but yes, it's good to have that recorded. also.
0: They don't put paper Uh, that doesn't have a value in an armed bank safe with armed guards. Absolutely.
10: Absolutely. Um, For for anybody that's hearing, there's 26 regional uh, processing for a a, a passport agency in the United States. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. most major Tampa, cities South Carolina, have
10: them. North Carolina, Tennessee.
0: Yeah? Well, I know there's one in Atlanta. There's one in L.A. There's one in San Francisco. There's one right. in San Diego. They got them in major right. cities around the country.
10: Right. So if you're close to one, maybe, if you're able to get an appointment, they will do it right there for you in 24 hours. You don't have to pay extra. In Atlanta or Miami, there's one. Yeah. So, But if you go through the post office, uh, then it will take much longer for anybody. Yeah, probably. To hear it. Yeah.
0: But. Okay. But you should be able to do it by, you, uh, through mail. Uh, You're welcome, Jesse. So, Okay, any other questions or comments on that information? By the way, when he went, this is important. I've, I neglected to say it. He finally aggravated the lady on the third floor so much, and she goes, well, I'm going to send you down to the basement where they do all this. Oh, okay so brian goes down to the basement he goes to the office and the lady comes up comes up to the counter and he tells her what he's doing and what he wants and she goes wait a minute and she goes off for about 10 minutes and when she came back the first words out of her mouth were you're not going to hold anything i tell you against us are you Just a little salt and pepper on the story. Okay, who else has got something this morning? Well, this is something I was thinking about yesterday. Do you realize that with this affidavit and this process and the way we're doing it, that these people have to recognize God? Have you boiled this down? to that essence right there. They have to recognize God. Or else they wouldn't honor this, would they? Right. Isn't that interesting? Yep. It's the same way we we're talking about Honestly, the show that the show that we replayed yesterday. We're talking about the Babylonian Merchant Code and the fact that when you took out a loan in Babylon, if it was overseas and something happened to it, you didn't have to pay the loan back. The Babylonians recognize God, too. Do you see what you we're see? Are, are, are you starting for the new people? Are you starting to get a grasp of the power you've got in your hands now? Roger? Yes, Murr.
8: You know, I was just thinking when you're talking about Brian Howard and how he left in a huff with Brent Winners because he's one of those that doesn't recognize Jesus, and Jesus is God.
0: No. Right?
8: I've heard
0: he, he thinks Jesus was black.
8: Well, he doesn't think he's God, too.
0: Whatever. Uh, obviously, Brian this is... It's uh, It is. It is. And obviously, Brian is still searching for some spiritual answers that aren't clear to him. And I hope he finds the correct ones.
8: Right. I'm not saying anything against him so much. I just think it's interesting. I was thinking about that when you brought up about God. You know, and there are no coincidences, right? So, and it's not just him. They have this prevalence of putting forth this lie that Constantine and his mother Helen made up the existence of Jesus Christ, and that's what Brian was kind of going by. A lot of people well, do. Well,
0: I wish him a lot of luck, and I wish them a lot of luck, too. Yep. I mean, you know, there's letters in Ted Weiland's book. He's got the letter reproduced that he found in his research by one of the Roman soldiers that was at the crucifixion writing back to Rome. And Jesus had brown hair and blue eyes.
8: Yeah, I could send you the physical description, too. And of course, in the Bible it says he was not comely. He was not attractive. You know, so it's a, it's, it's interesting how, what's, which stories are real, you know? Well, but that is, that is the thing though that was sent, uh, by Pontius Pilate to, um, to, to Tiberius, C- Tiberius Caesar, so, and, and I'll send that to you, but that's really good because it, goes right along those lines you knew who he was when he was teaching he was leaning against a tree right and he just looked so totally different from the ones he was teaching
0: yeah so anyway the story's on the birth certificate my comment is isn't it interesting that our enemies who hate god have to recognize god when the truth put in front of them isn't that interesting
8: that's because god is true and they aren't yeah
0: okay and the fact that they've got to recognize them is even more important. It is. Okay. So that's just an interesting sidelight. I was noodling on it yesterday in my hours of no electricity. So uh, where else can we go this morning?
8: But that's kind of fun, Roger.
0: Well, it's not bad. I mean, I, I I don't go around ranting like I did the first time it happened. I've kind of gone, to, okay, this is the way it is. I'll accept it and take advantage of the attributes here. And I and I do. So it's okay.
8: But it's God working in mysterious ways, right?
0: Well, it's me getting getting more mature.
8: Right, and that's part of God working in mysterious ways too. But Roger needs a break; he's getting a break today.
0: So uh, don't don't get enraged. Use the time profitably and productively, which I tried to do. So, uh, do we have any other uh, questions or comments right on these topics we've covered so far? I wanted to go into the fact that uh, where we are, and the fact that we're. Pretty unorganized, okay, really, and I'll be the first to admit that, but you got to understand where we've come from and the road we've traveled, okay? I mean, I couldn't get enough people that were interested in hearing the message to organize for years. So all I've been trying to do is just build a foundation that's strong and now all of a sudden these situations have developed and now people are looking for the answers we've got okay we don't we're not organized to get it out there to them we've just been a struggling little word of mouth deal I can't get anybody's attention of any import to listen to us because of the nature of the information and the way they've constructed and implemented this and the other all the other things that are happening of great import that people are much more focused on and you've got to try and get their attention with some sort of a sound bite on this important information and then they have got to take all the other stuff that's circling around them that they're interested in watching and, and involved with and put that to the back burner and sit down for 30 or 45 minutes or an hour and listen to this with their undivided attention and it's just difficult folks I mean, you don't yeah. think so? You go out and start telling people about this, and see for yourself. Yeah.
2: Uh, Raj, I have I have a little something to add. We have a lot of new people here. We have an open platform where anybody can unmute at any time, and they often do. Now, if you find yourself being muted by a moderator, you were muted for a reason. There is a background noise coming from your channel and it's interfering with the current discussion. If you have something to say and you want to get in there, unmute before you say it. Okay? Yeah. Get Rogers' attention, wait to be given the floor, and then the okay. show can proceed. But if your mic is open and you get muted by a moderator, you were muted by a, for a reason. So if you continually unmute yourself and the noise becomes a problem, you will simply just be removed from the room and then you can reconnect. You can call back. We have to have some semblance of order here. Otherwise, it turns into chaos. Yeah, and we and don't want chaos. We want it to be I'm organized.
0: To but, you know, with the limitations that we're on in this forum and the the complexity of the information and the confusion it causes people, the main reason for the program is questions from people to get things that aren't clear, cleared up. And if we don't have people doing that, we'll go off in other directions in other areas. But that's the main reason for the program. And that's the reason the forum has to be what it is. Okay, so we got limitations. We try and, and work through them and not to have confusion. And sometimes that happens, but we try and correct it. So, listen, we do the best we can with what we got, folks. We do this on a shoestring. Would you rather me have to play commercials three or four times an hour so we can have money coming in to do all this stuff and operate it? Or would you rather us do it here, not charge you for anything, and have an open forum where people can ask questions? Roger,
7: okay. it's perfect the way you're doing okay. it. Okay. Well
0: nope, so we're commercial. doing the best we can, okay?
7: Another thing that mention, Roger.
0: Remind
8: me sorry, Marco. go ahead.
7: Oh, okay. Thank you, Lisa. Um, I just wanted to say um when people come on if their headphones aren't working, I I always appreciate when someone tells me it's not working. So um if we can get, you know, a good headphone set or ear or something that works so that you're clear. It doesn't interrupt the um, the show, and well, it, yeah, our, Roger can respond. Here's the
0: problem with all that ambient noise and stuff i want people to concentrate and i think they want to concentrate 100 percent on what the question is or the answer being given and any of that ambient noise if you got a bad telephone uh, connection or you don't have your headphones right or something like that any of those distractions subconsciously distract people's minds away from what's being said so the clearer you can connect and the better connection you can have the better all that works lisa what did you have to say oh lisa
7: come on i i can
3: i can hardly listen to any talk radio shows anymore roger because of the because of the commercial breaks you've you've ruined ruined them for me
0: yeah (laughs) well happy happy to do that you see here radio like with Alex. Alex is trying to get commercials out so he can fund his operation with 80 plus employees. I can't even imagine having 80 employees and having to be responsible for them, okay? But uh, this is structured specifically because we can literally put this on for pennies a month. Pennies a month. And I'm not... Regular radio people... Well, like RBN, okay, or RBC, as I call it now, or Radio by Committee. On RBC over there, they're having to pay people and upkeep and bills and all that other kind of stuff. So they got to play the commercials. This is structured so we don't have to do that.
7: Right. We volunteer. I can't
0: get into some long explanation or some in-depth explanation on one of these complex subjects and then have a four-minute spot break and then come back and say, oh, remember, this is where we were because you lose people in that and people lose the thread. And that's the reason we don't do it.
7: Roger, the reason I I mentioned the connection was because it's being respectful and considerate to you. And the other students learning here and listening.
0: Well, the clearer, the clearer it is, the more digital it is, the less of that is there. And the less of that that's there, the more people can concentrate on what's being said. Period.
2: And we are here in the afternoons. The after show does go on. So if you're having trouble with your connection or your phone or your computer your tablet or your smartphone or whatever, just hang out after the show and we will help you debug what's wrong with your connection. We'll make you sound as good as you can possibly sound. We've done it numerous times okay. and and Roger in, in response to your comment about doing this literally for pennies I don't know what planet you're living on <laughs> probably Ecuadorian or something and not that I'm complaining or anything like that or looking for a pat on the back or an boy. but I've got uh, $24 in subscriptions for the conference room I've got uh, $20 okay. for internet okay. connection right. I've got $50 for speaker streaming right. connection right. um, and that. I'm not Complaining, well, a hundred dollars,
0: a hundred dollars, Paul, a hundred dollars compared to what RBN pays to stay on the air's peanuts. Okay. Well,
2: RBN is.
0: I mean, our our expenses are a server expense per month.
7: Roger. the beautiful thing about what we're doing is that we are all volunteering our time to help each other and get stronger and effective as a national.
0: And see, and the reason is because you've been motivated by the information and you see a goal here, okay? And people have got to be attracted to this. You can't go out and beat people over the head with it. You can go out and plant seeds and see if they germinate, but you can't go – if people don't do it voluntarily, Voluntarily. if you're not drawn to this – if you're not drawn to this like the moth to the flame, you're not going to do what it takes to educate yourself. And if you don't do what it takes to educate yourself, there is no change. And we're here to affect change, not spend a bunch of time for no change.
7: And that's why people, right. and, our and students, I, love it. They love what we I do I want to make sure. I
2: want... I want to make sure that I make clear that I'm not begging for money. I'm not asking for an attaboy or a pat on the back because Radio Ranchers have been wonderful, wonderful to me. And um, and my move uh, from New York to Oklahoma is largely due to radio ranchers because i'm i'm putting you know i'm putting money into it myself trying to self-fund it as much as possible but i have gotten a lot of help from you guys and i do appreciate every single last penny
0: well so well thank
2: you i I want you to know i'm okay i'm not begging for anything so don't send me money
0: (laughs) are you gonna get are you gonna get out of new york for the first snowfall
2: uh, yes, I'm absolutely going to, but we had a system failure with Studio E. It looks like it's going to take at least a week or a week and a half to get that straightened out, so we've got the remote system in place. I have another remote system coming that I'll be configuring, and I'll be sending on ahead. I'll either be sending that to Ohio or Oklahoma, so we'll have two options for show management systems. There will eventually be four management systems, or three, one in, uh, one in Wisconsin, one in Ohio, one in uh, Oklahoma, and another one in Oklahoma at my house. These are things that are going to be set up, but I was really hoping that Studio E would have would have kept its cookies, but I think it overheated and fried. Last week, so we're dealing with it. We're we're getting there. All right. It's a good thing that I wasn't on the road. One baby because Studio C is is handling the show from my living room.
0: Well, you'd add (laughs) Studio C would have been in the box in the back of the truck. You'd add replays or something. But anyway, uh, yeah, we want to get Paul moved. That's another thing. Yeah, Uh, Jesse, go ahead.
10: About volunteers. About volunteers. A lot of us were able to volunteer, but we don't have the knowledge base. So certain things like what Paul does, you need to have skills and experience.
0: Oh, I guess. So
10: it is plenty of dollars, but but we are very blessed for many of you, including yourself and uh, Paul and in America and many others. They Everybody. are doing their best as they can, not just volunteering, but also their skills. So when a newcomers comes, that's a big plus. Because we're not charging 80 people to work here or, or uh, charging the big boss man because he needs to get paid. And we're all doing this for the love of country, love of God, and love our fellow man. Even when some family members or some friends don't love us so much, they think we're crazy.
0: Yep. And there's yeah. a lot of that going on, and, and it's just part of the game, okay? Roger. I mean, this yeah. message, this message is not for everybody, and I've had to learn that the hard way. Okay.
7: Roger, you pointed it out before where there's all these different levels of knowledge here, and it's amazing how it all comes together here, and everybody appreciates it.
0: It's a clearinghouse, basically. Okay.
7: It's a think tank,
0: and we do we do the very best we can. If there's problems, we try and uh, alleviate an option to get around them. We don't have too many of those, but fortunately, the hardest problem is finding people who the information resonates with that want to know more. But that's happening. It's happening. Yeah. Okay. You know, what?
2: slow and steady wins the race.
0: Yeah, well, it's God's trump cooking card.
2: Slow cooking. We're building a solid foundation.
0: It's God's trump card. It's not up to me when it gets played. It's up to Him. And in, in the interim, it's we're supposed yet. to, con, you know, we're supposed to continue to get ready. We're supposed to continue to move forward. We're supposed to continue to solidify and enlarge our base. And so, when that does happen, we've got a base to fall back on. Okay, so that that's my thinking on it. Otherwise, the only thing I know to do is to get on here every day that I can and open up a mic and see if there's any questions that I can help straighten out for people.
7: Hey, Roger, I have a question Roger. for you.
0: Oh. Hold, uh, if I can add an
4: additional Ooh. thing here. Okay, go ahead. Um, the, the, yeah, this is Ken again. Just The thing that I really love about this show is that, number one, Roger, you've got an incredibly clear and concise manner to deliver a, a truth that, um, that not a whole lot of other people have been able to crystallize in the same manner that you have. Um, I've been on lots of other groups and calls and this kind of thing, but you just kind of simplify it and streamline it down to some very key relevant facts that make sense that nobody can disagree with and nobody has to kind of go through boatloads of research to verify um the second thing is that when i mean you've got an amazing skill of just presentation to make it nice clean and concise the second thing is is that as the community this call is open and yet you still kind of have a a basic outline of how to moderate of conduct and some calls you go on, and it's it's free for all. It's madhouse, and it's just it's very turns turns everything off. Yeah. And the third thing is obviously the affidavit, but the thing that draws me is the personality, the friendship, the, the level of grace that you that I feel you put forward, you and Paul and everybody else here, and just the fact that this, the history that you're using and the facts that you're bringing forward are so relevant and so key. As I said, that nobody can disagree with it. And so
0: I just thank you for that. Ken, I would tell you, and you're kind of new around here, you know, this is not just me. I mean, what you're being presented with is the result of more than 100 years of legal and historical research in three men's lives. Okay. Now, my advantage here is that I was a professional teacher for 10 years. And uh, whatever talents God gave me, but that t- those, those t- ten teaching years were wonderful to me because I love teaching. It's the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my entire life. Okay, not monetarily, but the feedback that you get and the feeling that you get doing it. So I like doing it. All I want to do is present facts and. Ken, I've been doing that for 12 and a half years now, and do you know that not one fact I've ever presented has been rebutted or disproved? See, when you can do that, and I'm I'm not telling you this is what I think. I'm pointing you to things. You go look at it. This is where it is. This is what it means, and this is how it connects. Okay, That's what I tell you.
4: And I think that's the reason why this community... You know, if you take the whole kind of alternative patriot community as a whole, you're probably the 1% of the 1% of the 1%. But then – and but a lot of those people just kind of like swallow whatever information is being given. Of course. They don't do a whole lot of research. Correct. But the folks here are an additional 1% of the 1% of that because everybody here says – oh, I actually have to read this thing. I actually have to know, know what it's saying. Yeah. I can actually add a few extra sentences in there. Right. I can ask questions. I can look at it because all the information is accessible. And so you are building the fire and the, the level of initiative for people to come in. Now, I've been, I've been in this field for about 15 years, and as I said, finding what you've got here has really been
0: a godsend. You, you hit the mother load, Ken. You hit the mother load. There's nobody else, to my knowledge, in the patriot legal community that's got what we've got here, which is concrete answers, things that work, okay? And again, a lot of the reason that they're meandering out there is because those people don't know we're in the feudal system. And this is what my teacher, Glenn, that's still alive. You don't know too much about Glenn, do you? No. You ever heard of a guy named Roger Staubach? Sure. Glenn tutored him to the Heisman Trophy through Annapolis. (laughs) Okay.
4: That's a pretty good testament. (laughs) When
0: When he got finished with his military commitment, because he went to Annapolis... He got out and he got extremely interested in game theory. So he studied game theory for a year and a half. And then he went out professional gambling. And in two years he was barred from over forty casinos from New Jersey throughout the Caribbean. Glenn wow. is a real special guy. When he went to prison what he for doing now. Oh well, he's in his eighties, and he's uh, very gotten very, very spiritual. Lives up in North Dakota, and uh, studies and reads. He writes law cases. Uh, he's an ex- he's the one. The book is what it is, is because of Glenn, uh, and uh, Glenn's an extremely talented writer, and he's become extremely experienced in legal process. Uh, when he was in prison. Uh, for nine and a half years. Minimum security, northern Minnesota, up there somewhere. Uh, It's like Glenn said. He said, the one thing, if you go to prison, that you don't want anybody to know is that you can write legal process. Because if they know, you'll have a line at your cell door, which is what happened to him. Okay, And he wrote a case for an inmate there, It went to the Supreme Court, and he won. Glenn has won a case at the Supreme Court as a jailhouse lawyer. Wow. Okay. So these are some of the people that have contributed to what you're being exposed to now.
4: We all stand on the shoulders of giants, and none of us is doing this alone. And that will be the thing that allows us to succeed down the road.
0: And see, my, my hope is when I was their student, out of those 1,200 students, they didn't know I was going to do anything with this. They had no idea. They didn't have any idea about what we do now, okay? And so my hope is that some of you will do the same thing and stand on my shoulders and expand this somehow, Okay.
4: Exactly. I think the most important thing there is you give credit for the, all of those who have taught you and blessed you. And so that then the blessings carry through us and
0: go forward. I mean, Ken, I honestly, and for many years, why was I tapped for this? Because obviously I was tapped for it. Okay. I'm the most unlikely of suspects to do this. Why? I don't know, but i tell you, now I can look back and see over the course of my lifetime how I was trained in a number of different areas to do this right now. Those 10 years of teaching, hell, I would have never even wanted to be a teacher. It just fell in my lap, and I needed a job, okay? And, and 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 all of the public speaking, I used to, because I was a teacher and because I'd been on the air younger, I didn't have any fear of speaking. And so when we get into network marketing programs, every, you know, the fear of public speaking with most people is stronger than the fear of death. So I was always up speaking at some of these uh, different programs I was involved with. And it just gets to be where it's second nature. And now this comes along. Okay, but listen, man, I tried to give this away for years. Not only could I not get anybody to take it, I couldn't get anybody to understand it. So at some point, I came to the realization of, well, I guess it's me. Because if I don't do it, nobody else is going to do it. I know how important it is, and I'm going to do it.
4: That's right. I think that's just the way things work. I look at myself and I say, I've gone through some horrendously crazy experiences and I've got this body of knowledge inside of my head that's across the board and all sorts of different things. And now I'm just being able to come into this field and apply it to law, apply it to commerce, apply it it to all the fundamental things that i see fundamentally have to be not reformed or changed but have to be woken up to for this planet's change and my goal 20 years ago was give me the one thing that i've got to go do or that i've got to go learn that will really make a difference in this world now 20 years ago i thought it was technology now i thought it was organizations and then i thought it was banking and then i thought it was you know markets and economics and then i thought it was something else and something else and something else so now i come into this field and i said oh my god all these different things are totally related they're all yep. integral parts yep and but yet this is the core this is the anchor so then you take it and you run with it because it's easy because you've already got all the tools in your hands that you can work with that's right
7: Roger. All you, you know, um, go ahead, Mark. I just wanted to say, you know, with the knowledge that's coming in, with uh, all our students taking command of the data that you're sharing and um, understanding it, taking it in, taking the time to absorb it, learn it, it makes a difference. Well, is what 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 has made our group so strong and effective, and the students like Daryl and Paul has, you know, command of it. Um, Everybody here, you know, um, I I appreciate everybody, you know, taking the time to do their part and and learning and sharing their views on what we're learning so that everybody can be effective. Um, All new students coming in, they have a little bit of everything with, with the group here. It's like, you know, like you say, we're all on the same page.
0: And that's super important. See, we can't build an organization if everybody isn't on the same page on the foundations. That's the problem with a lot of organizations. They're not on the same page. Okay. And that's why I stress this education thing. And I've come to realize the deeper I get into it, that that's the key thing here. We've got to re educate people. You don't think so? Go, go talk to your court and present them with an affidavit and tell them they don't have any jurisdiction. See how they react. Okay. We've got to re, we've got to be the re-educators. And if we're going to re-educate, we've all got to have this stuff down pretty damn pat. That's why we concentrate on the foundation and the basics over and over and over. Ken, once, one thing you'll learn, I think, as you go forward here, you can't hear these basics enough. You can't hear them enough times because here's what's going on. From the last time you heard it to this time when you heard it, you've grown and you see different things in what's presented that you didn't see before. So
7: what's amazing, Roger, is that your material is completely different to anybody else's. Anything that anybody has learned before, they'll come back and it's all corrected by learning your information. Because, you know, there's people coming in from other groups thinking they know a lot of information already and been digging for 20 years.
0: I'll give you a good example. I saw Todd Callender and his research gal uh, interviewed yesterday over on Alex. uh, And I wanted to commend uh, commend Ann Vandersteel because she's real good on the air. She got a lot of poise and she's very good. I just wish she knew what we knew. You know, Oh, I'm a national. What does that do? I don't know. It's just I'm a national. I'm a state national, she says. But in there was Calendar's research assistant. I think it was you, Mirka, that when she first surfaced, you could yes. get our information to her. and she's, oh, we know about national. We know about all that. Well, right. no, no, you don't. Sorry. Okay.
7: Nothing compared to anybody else's. And, and I, I that's,
8: that's why I wonder when some of the new people come in Say, oh, I filed all my paperwork with the government. Well, right. Did you send it to the secretary of commerce instead of the secretary well, of state. Well, or, right?
0: or the secretary of state of your state that sends it back and say, we don't handle right. things like that or all those other examples. See, you got to get if we're going to reeducate people, and that's even in the patriot legal community, we've all got to know our stuff don't we?
8: Roger, I want to say too, when you had Glenn Ambert on, I'm so glad he came on because I had never heard him speak before. And for him to say that nine and a half years was the best experience of his life really tells you, you know, like you were saying, it take what comes right and learn from it and use it. But also that the law is the 10 commandments and that he said, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Right. And I've been, wanting to do this and and i started last week i just don't turn on the computer from sunset friday to sunset saturday now different people have different challenges his was he said people would you know come up say you want to go do this or that and he'd say no it's a sabbath you know but to just take it calmly like that and the more you think about it if you're breaking one of the commandments the law you're breaking them all
0: yeah uh this is for ken and the newer students uh I had Glenn on July the 4th, so you can go back in the archives and familiarize yourself with Glenn a little bit if you want, Uh, and the reason we did that was because that was the day John passed away, and we occasionally commemorate that and uh, glenn and i knowing john and knowing his background and the things that were important to him he was very well aware of the jefferson and adams exchange and we always thought that he kind of willed himself to pass away on the 4th of July. And that's and why. we that's John
8: we were, Benson if somebody's. Yeah,
0: that's John Benson. So if you want to familiarize yourself, Ken, with Glenn, uh, go back to July the 4th this year and uh, the whole show's with Glenn.
7: Roger, your Fantastic. affidavit.
0: Thank you for that. Yeah.
7: Your affidavit, Roger. I'm, I'm making sure all students know this and hear it and read it. The affidavit is so simple. And um, some of them are getting it from a video, and some of them maybe may have filed an affidavit from another, you know, group. Um, It's a citizenship affidavit. It's not a political declaration. It's not – it doesn't have to well, be more
0: than we, two paragraphs, right? We, it only has to be one sentence, but we call it citizenship evidence. Because if you go to what Charlene or Charmaine, I'm sorry, I get your name mixed up. Uh, if you go online and track your passport's progress, that's the terminology the State Department uses. Citizenship evidence. I'm pretty sure that the right. highly educated exactly. attorneys on the 7th floor of the state department know what the term evidence means.
8: And this is why it's important about Vander saying state national. She doesn't have it down. Just national.
0: Well, you know, I wish when she if any of you guys get in conversations with these David Strait or Anna people, okay, so you're a national or a state national or whatever. What does that do for you? what does that mean right i'll bet you they can't answer that question
4: the typical answer you hear on on anna's world is obviously it takes you out of the system it puts you into the creditor state of the accounting of things um it kind of removes you out of the codes and statutes and there's a number of other things that that she talks about but the funny thing is is that when you listen to what Anna <clears throat> presents and I'm not trying to tout Anna I'm just right. trying to kind of reflect my perspective of her is that she makes it very complicated because she talks she talks about the rats all the time the rats in the well, world, the rats well, doing this, the rats doing that right. the rats doing
0: well, for one thing I, let, 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 I'm, I'm just going to interrupt yeah. you one thing that she starts out wrong is this credit or debtor shit okay Frame it in slave or free.
8: Well, it's the man. And made for see, the if you're, t- you're
0: if you're trying to get that message across to new people, they don't understand that. They do understand if they're slaves or if they're free. They can relate to that. And that's why you.
4: And that's why you taking it back to the Thirteenth and Fourteenth Amendment is so indisputable. It's very 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 obvious in those three or four words that you bring out because everybody can get it they understand basic english they understand plural versus singular they understand and versus or and and none of that comes up and so that's what i see is that's the ace in the hole that you've nailed right here that make it indisputable that everyone can easily understand from that point you can go off into a thousand different directions but until you get that rock-solid core, you really don't understand it.
0: That's exactly right. And it goes clear.
4: off in the three constitutions and the three federations and confederations and federation of states. And before you know it, you know, your mind's trying to catalog these 94 different boxes of who the heck are we. Yep. And you come up with a zero, you get frustrated, and you walk out. Right.
8: The first thing you said there, Ken, she says, are you from the system? Well, what system is that? It's a system of man made laws. It's
0: the feudal it's, system.
8: Right. And it's man made laws. But see, this is the thing we keep, you know, glancing past. What are the, what's the real system of law then? Well, it goes back to the Ten Commandments. Some want to say Amarabi, but it's not. <laughs> So,
0: there you go. Well, it is, kind of. And there was a code before Hammurabi, too, that I mentioned the other day. I just found out about that in a video. Okay? So, this was a couple of steps up, and Babylon perfected it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and she understands common law. She understands the Ten Commandments, and she definitely goes back. So, so her understanding the foundations of things is rock solid. She very good historian, but the slave and feudal slave versus free and feudal system is something that that terminology has not gotten in but that is the thing that really simplifies it
0: well it is because you know and that's my complaint with these people they don't know the system we're in and they don't know the system of law that's being used how far are you going to get if you don't know those two things how far accurately are you going to get well you're not going to get very far okay
8: and like you said all right, all your experiences and we each have that. Well, Anna's experience when she was young, apparently she was picked upon for being a German. So she has that blockage about the lies told by Jews. That's fundamental. Well, I
0: don't Roger. know. yes.
2: There is one more point that I would like to clarify, seeing as we're talking about the difference between your take on what's happened and everybody else and and national versus state national, American national, U.S. national, this national, that national. There is one point of clarification. I don't care what Google says. Please don't. The David Strait that wrote the prologue to your book is is not the the David Strait that doing the other thing
0: and my Two entirely different people my my buddy my buddy David Strait would be absolutely abhorred to know to keep
8: it straight the current one is David Lester Strait
0: correct and i don't know what my david strait's middle name was i asked his ex-girlfriend and i didn't get an answer back so anyway those aren't the same unfortunately again how many people have the same name well that's a pretty unusual name david straight and here's two people with it so uh anyway and ken i know i told ken and but for people that didn't hear this this information shouldn't even be out there right now i mean out of 300 million people that were exposed to john and glenn 300 plus million 1200 people participated out of those 1200 who were i've put a lot of thought into this over the years most of those people were there because they had a tax problem so they were there motivated by something negative i didn't have a tax problem i was there because i'd always known something was wrong and i was looking for a path and this was the path and i think that's why i took it further quite frankly because after the raid everybody else went away
7: all right roger and another thing i wanted to point out that you've talked about on the show before is the only reason this is going to grow and the way it's going to grow is up to the people it's that are exact- receiving the message that is
0: exactly right we can't force it down people's throats folks I've tried it doesn't work the only thing that's going to work if we're going to affect change is people know the information the only people that are going to study and learn and get command of the informations are the ones that volunteer because they've got that burning desire for truth okay I mean, you know, what I was thinking about yesterday, I was thinking about Ron Avery, okay? And I was thinking, this guy, I'm. I'm not dissing him. He did everything here. This is all his actions, okay? He didn't want to listen. He's egotistical as hell. He wanted to prune for the first five minutes of the hour we had together, make sure his microphone and all his appearance was good for his video cast, and then he wouldn't listen to what I was saying. We had only a remainder less of an hour. I invited him over to my two-hour show that I had back then, and he agreed on air, and then the night of the two-hour show... He didn't show up, but yet the board op called him, and he answered, and then Dave got a hold of him, who knows him, and said, oh, I just didn't want to argue with him. But yet he goes in, and he tries to discern my information, and he runs into Non-Citizen National and goes, oh, well, he's wrong. This is American Samoans. Right there is somebody who's egotistical minded in it for his own self, who is not a truth seeker and doesn't want to look into the truth when it's presented in front of him. Those are all things that Ron Avery showed us. There's a bunch of people like that out there, folks.
8: We can't judge him though totally on just this one incident.
0: No, no, I can uh, no, Mur, I'm going to judge him. He's a liar. He lied to an audience and then didn't show up. And he's not a truth seeker because he wasn't interested in finding it. He was interested in coming to Ron Avery's conclusions. That's well, ego. That's, that's, that's ego, well, Murr.
8: I'm Roger. saying he's had a lot of experience with law and such and uh
0: well he says he does he didn't even know what a water baby was when i asked him
7: but roger roger the thing is this is what you said before this is what what we talked about people that are not ready to receive the message people that are not willing to do the work you don't want people like that doing this you want people to learn for themselves. I want people I want people
0: like Ken, who's been around and seen all this other crap for all these years and has got the fire in his belly, and when he sees this he goes, This is an answer. It's concrete. I can check it. I can see it. They recognize it. This is an answer.
2: Ron Avery is too yep. fearful to get this.
0: Well also the other thing Ron Avery thinks that you gotta be free, you were gonna free a group. This isn't a group activity. This is an individual activity. Your freedom, just like your spirituality, is your decision, and it's individual.
7: And it's lawful, Roger. What we're doing is lawful, not legal.
0: Okay. So we're I don't mean to bash. I don't mean to bash Avery. I think he bashed himself, quite frankly. I just point that out. I was thinking about it yesterday. Okay. As an example of what this really goes back to, is it Ephesians? For they have not a love of the truth. I will send them strong delusion. They'll believe a lie. Well, Ron Avery hit Non-Citizen National, hits American Samoans, and discounts everything. He's not a truth seeker.
2: It's a trick. We always use it.
0: Okay. I don't know any other conclusions you can come to, Mur. He did it. I didn't do it. I'm just pointing it out.
8: Yeah,
0: I'm just what saying. The but notice, he's still on RBN.
8: Yeah. <sighs>
2: One of the biggest problems that comes from this is the fact that a lot of these guys are – the big problem they have with it is the individual decision to stand on your own two feet. They want to be part of a group. They want to be one of the sheep. Well, if you want to be one of the sheep – Go on out there and graze in the pasture and leave me alone. Well, as once I'm we get make once happen. we
0: get people individually educated, we can get them into groups. But you can't get them into groups before they're all on the same page. Yes, you may.
2: Yeah, you got to give credit where credits due. He does have some good points, but I wish you would have discussed that more often. But you got to admit, he gives Steve Elkin some credibility.
7: You know,
0: I guess. Okay. All I know is he's not a truth seeker. He lied to me and his audience, and then he lied to the board operator. He's he's also a liar himself. He did it. I didn't do it. I was trying to teach and educate the guy, okay? So he's, he's one. Listen, folks, some people just can't be educated. That's a fact. You go out and talk to people. You'll learn it yourself. Okay, we're right at the end of the the program.
4: You said that Roger was... Go ahead, Ken. Oh, I was just going to compliment you on saying accuracy, because when we think about informational accuracy, accuracy is always defined by what is not accurate, and that there's no ultimate answer for accuracy. So every time you clarify something, you become a little bit more specific. That improves the message, and that is a growing and evolving thing. And that's the shoulders of giants.
0: Well, thank, one, you. One, thank you, Ken. That's one of the things I've come to understand is that they set us up with general thinking, you know, on all these things that are ambiguous. And then they come back and they zap us with a very specific definition. So you've got to get specific in your thinking. And that involves starting to use the right words like currency instead of money citizen of the United States of America instead of citizen of the United States because the words we use create a reality, don't they?
7: People are waking up, Roger.
0: Okay. And if you're not using the right words, you're throwing people into that general field. But if you use the right words in conversations, you shock them because they're not used to that word being used correctly and you create a reality.
4: Yep. You catch them in their own
2: game. Great show.
0: So, uh, yeah, we got some good ground covered today. Show. I want to thank all the new folks. Ken, good to see you back again. Uh, and uh, Charlene or Charmaine and uh, Curtis also. So we just look, you eat an elephant one bite at a time and that's what we're trying to do and we take the bite that's sitting out there on the plate for us and try and get people straight in their thinking. When we get a bunch of people straight in their thinking, we can have some powerful organization and groups. But until you get that first part, you're not going to get the second part. I'll see y'all tomorrow.